Welcome to Ghosts and Hoes. Uh, parent, yo, yeet. Yeet. <laughs> Word of the day. <laughs> Word of the day. <laughs> Ghosts and Hoes, a paranormal podcast yeah. that just spans all paranormal things. We've got true crime. We've got murder. We've got occult. Cryptids. Cryptids. We're going to get mean, there, too. Avenge- I keep saying Aliens, it. UFOs, aliens. chupacabras, physics, Drake. Mm-hmm. The equation and the musician. Yes. <laughs> He was a. If you haven't listened to episode four na, yet, na, he was na, a guest. Na, 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 na. <laughs> yeah, if you, I don't if know the you word. missed episode four, we had Did Stephen King, King, we had Drake, we had Stephen King and Drake, and they were talking to each other. Yeah, that was, was a first. That was a podcast first. So Aww. there's all that um, and more and more <laughs> and more. We, our witty nonsense. We've got my children barking in the, the background. Children barking. Yeah, random little tantrums. little tidbits every once in a while. Yeah. You get good punchlines from Z. I'm mm-hmm. hilarious. You're she welcome. She is hilarious. She's funny. actually, uh, she had a comedy show last night. I did. I did. It was good. It was She's really fun. Funny, funny hoe. I'm a funny hoe. So from time to time when she does have showcases and such, we will be letting you guys know when and where you can see her. Yay. Yay. Come see me. Come see her. Yes. Unless you're going to see her murder me. Then don't. Don't do that. Um, you, you know what you can do? You can follow our shit. Yeah. You can. You can. We've got a Facebook's. Instagram, mm-hmm. Instagrams, email, emails. Mm-hmm. We have them all. We, yeah. can, we can set up a Snapchat. Snapchat. <laughs> we can, uh, we can set up I can't a, work Snapchat. We can set up a Snapchat. And we're gonna we're gonna make a MySpace page. <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna get in our time machine and go back to 2005. Yeah, you can you can you can get us on Yahoo.com. Just Bing us. Um, Ask Jeeves. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I've got my GeoCities website all ready to go. I did want to, and I meant to do it in the last episode, but I did want to give a very super special thank you and shout out to um, our logo artist. Yes, Tasha. Um, Tasha. Tasha Self. So look at our logo. It's fucking badass. She designed it, drew it, did it all. Um, I literally told her what we were looking for, and then she just made magic because she's a sweet baby angel she's a sweet baby angel yeah, yeah. so she is one of our um vixen of horror sisters mm-hmm. or one of our model she is ladies Blood. she is yep you can she find is. her um you can find her if you want her to do the arts for you you yes. can find her on the instagram it's tasha but it's spelled t-a-t-i-a-n-a yes self or you can find her under her vixen name which is zaya x-a-y-a-h moonblood Yes. Follow her on both. She's a badass bitch, and we love her. She is beautiful. She's adorable. She always posts the best memes. She does. Her and I together back and forth, just memes for eternity. Yeah. And she just came, the concept created it, drew it, did it. Mm -hmm. She's just an all around badass, and we love and appreciate her immensely. Absolutely. It sounds like she gets to be an honorary hose. She is an honorary hose. She's an honorary hose. Yeah. She is just amazing. We love you, Tasha. Oh, my. So, um, welcome back, guys. Thanks for listening. Ooh, what was that fucking face? Yeah, no joke. I wish, you know what? I think eventually... We are going to have to get when we When we are worthy and have enough people that listen to our nonsense to do a YouTube, you, you yeah, just... Well, you know, we could also take video, because also I just learned how to make GIFs. <laughs> she did. I did. Oh, my God. She did. And... <laughs> Z, Z and I. Hello, I'm Daniel Namchev. By oh, the way, I, what, every time it's like Ron Burgundy. That's I'm fair. fucking official. That's I'm stay classy. 
Everybody's I'm, doing it. I'm Nick. That's producer I, Nick. I'm <laughs> Z. <laughs> I love lamp. <laughs> I love. I do I'm Nick, Hello, and San Diego. I like to party. <laughs> well, I don't want to go to that party. Oh, oh Molly! Wow. We'll so got co-producer Goose over here. <laughs> co-producer Goose Goblin in the corner knocking shit over. At least it wasn't open things. That's true. It was just her phone. Um, so yeah, we are in the Podfist, which yeah. if you are on our Instagram, you see, you know. Yeah, I'll I'll take a little video to post of the Podfist. Oh, yeah, how fucking we, we amazing the Podfist is. We got to get a little ones with like the snacks in there. Oh yeah. Snack. Uh, well, I mean, the snacks is empty yeah. now. Well, that's because we're 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 one episode down already, and that's those snacks true. were delicious. Just so you know, we are recording two episodes today back to back because of computer nonsense. We just to be safe, we want to make sure we've got something. The poltergeist curse. It's it, fine. Yeah. If you Fuck, if you dude. haven't listened <laughs> to episode four yet, first of all, stop How this dare podcast. You? Go back, finish episode four, <laughs> and uh, go through that, and you'll hear it all. But yeah. we're going to fill you in real quick. Um, basically, after, what was it, episode two or three that we did the Poltergeist? Which episode, episode was Episode two was the Poltergeist curse. Okay. And then it just, it really did start getting weird. Yeah, after... because during that, yeah, there was like like a, I think, what uh, the lights flickered. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. And that yeah. I'll chalk that up to faulty wiring. Sure. It's an old house. Yeah. It is. But after that, I went home, and this weekend, whenever, after I got everything edited, my I unplugged my computer, which is a laptop, and plugged it back in, and it wasn't recognizing that there was anything plugged into it. So yeah. I had an issue with that, mm-hmm. which is all fine and dandy. Computer problems happen. Yeah. Same weekend, what happens to you, Z? My computer literally shit the bed. That yeah. really, though, it could have been me. It could have but been. But still. Yeah. But as we're recording last episode, as we're sitting behind or right behind Danielle, there's like pictures just randomly falling off of. That's true. Uh, it was normally I would say it was just the way that I had the picture because it's not in a frame. It's just like a four by six. No, it's like a five by seven glossy photo of Linnea Quigley that she autographed, um, which if you know who that is, it's very exciting. Nick does not, but you gonna learn later. I'm gonna learn. Um, I'd normally be like, oh, it's just the way it was at a weird angle and just slid off. And I was not whipping my hair back and forth. She so. was not. So who knows? It's hard right? to say. I know. Um, also, I didn't want to mention it earlier because Nick refuses. What? Yeah. So because I I'm trying to get you to like watch my children when i go out of town oh yeah and no, i don't want to tell you these things because then you're going to be like no i'm not when staying you at your say house. i don't want to tell you these things makes me just be able, no there's nothing to say it's no it's fine bullshit. it's fine bullshit hey goose shut your pie hole back there no <laughs> i'm gonna listen to you and only you shut, i'm gonna listen to the honker back hole. there <laughs> everything's fine <laughs> god damn it to it so here we are all hopped up on mountain dew and rosé yep well, two, two episodes in one day. It's like I got the. I'm all hopped up on mountain. No, I'm hopped up on diet peeps. Diet peeps. Diet peeps. Rose. I didn't realize you were actually talking about diet Pepsi for the longest time. <laughs> I thought you actually found like peeps and they're in diet. a diet form. Oh, yeah, and I was just like, how do you make peeps Christ worse? Almighty. Peeps are disgusting. 
Um, We're not going to talk about peeps right now. Before Mm -hmm. we jump into the stories, because I'm very curious on what both of you have, I never know what stories these ladies have. Uh, She doesn't know what story I have, and I don't know what she's got. They they always keep in a secret from each other, which is all fine and dandy. The only thing I asked before recording this is like, okay, what is it? Murder? What do you got? She's like, "Eh, it's a haunting. And I was like, cool, I'll go a different route. That's that's all we know. I go into this blind as hell. I have no idea what I'm going to get day from day. But um, real quick, what were we talking about right before we hit record? There was something that I wanted to uh, say. Uh, Fuck, what were we talking you about? You know we stop paying attention to you most of the time. Yeet? It was, it was not yeet. It might have been close to yeet. Oh, God. Well, we were talking about like the McMinimins and everything. Adjacent. Oh, we were talking about, well, shit, then I don't know. Oh, damn it. It's lost forever. Yeah. It'll, it might come back to I you. I hope it comes back because there was something. I wanted to say something and it was going to be worthwhile. Well, it might have been. I don't know. It could have been <laughs> shitty. How fucking worthwhile is it if you can't even remember? I don't know. I do that too, though, so brain farts. Brain farts. <laughs> Fart noise. Fart noise. Ooh, are we going to become one of those podcasts that has like a soundboard? Just no. like Yes. What? Just constantly like a no. bad radio show. No. <laughs> you know, like the 40s radio shows with the people making the walking noises with real shoes in the background. Yeah, Shane, listen to my shoes. <laughs> this again. <laughs> Who's getting punchy? Me. That would be great. Thank you. I can't make Cardi B sounds. Ow. Ow. I didn't know Cardi B made sounds. I can't roll my tongue either, so. <laughs> Please try it. Are we making trap music? No, there is an actual video. <laughs> so Z and I do... Uh, we have a bean boozled video of eating oh, heinous jelly beans. Yes, yes. I don't know if the magic I've, can be done twice. I mean, I, it's so good. But I've got more. There's a video of me when we were at uh, the Tyler Paracon yeah. in Tyler, Texas, trying to roll my R's, and I can't do it. It's amazing. You do realize you're going to have to post that video now, right? <laughs> burrito. <laughs> You can't, you can't burrito. I can't burrito. You can't. <laughs> I can't fucking do it, dude. I can only do it sometimes. It's genetic. So, it, yeah, it must be genetic. Wow. Anyhow. Okay. We digress. We learn something new every day. At least I did. Yeah, I can't roll my okay. fucking R's. I can only do it like 32%. Okay. Well, son of a bitch. Let me take a. Let's swig of this wine because I'm going first. So good. Let's let's see what we have in store as far as stories today. (laughs) All right, friends. Romans. What's on your list? Countrymen. Lend me your ears. Mm -hmm. Uh, Something, something else. That was Caesar, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. right, So this is the story. Curtis. At two. (laughs) All right. This is the story of the silent twins. Oh. oh, that just sounds creepy. Do you know this story? I do. Do you know it all? I think. Then pretend that you fucking don't. Even when I do know this one, I'm still always Because I'm a captivating storyteller. It's true. Fascinating. This is one of the pros of having me here because you'll always have somebody that's just shocking <laughs> on. Just what the Like, fuck? what the fuck? They did that? And they're like, yeah, 27 bodies. I'm like, shit. All right, guys. So, uh, the Silent Twins. Okay. On April 11th, 1963, June and Jennifer Gibbons, identical twins, were born in Aden, Yemen, uh, to Gloria and Aubrey Gibbons, who were from Barbados. Their father was um, in the Royal Air Force. He was stationed in Yemen. Um, 
Shortly after, they moved to Haverford, West Wales. The two young girls had some hardships from the beginning. Uh, They were the only uh, black people in their neighborhood. Children wouldn't play with them. There was some racism. However, it did not help them that they rarely spoke to anyone except each other. And when they did, it was in a high-pitched tone that was so fast, no one else could understand them. They were also known for mirroring mirroring, that's a hard word, mirroring each other's (laughs) behavior and movements. Um, often finishing the actions of the other and would walk everywhere following each other in perfectly synchronized steps. So Mm. one would move the arm, they would move completely without saying anything to each other. Uh, They got bullied due to their flat-out weirdness and their race, unfortunate. Uh, It was so bad sometimes that they would get sent home from school early. The girls started to quickly withdraw from the outside world, and the way they talked got even weirder to the point that their parents could not understand them. It became a secret language that only their little sister Rose could decipher. They also ever only spoke to each other, sometimes Rose, totally ignoring their parents and their other siblings, further isolating themselves, which earned them the nickname the Silent Twins. Their parents, obviously being concerned, sent them to several therapists, um, which did absolutely no good. No one could figure out what was wrong with them. Um, Out of exasperation, when the girls were 14, their parents tried sending them to separate boarding schools, thinking that being apart would help or fix the situation, but it had the opposite effect. Um, It caused them to go into an unresponsive vegetative state Mm. in which they, uh, they would go stiff as boards and heavy as a corpse. They would just... Oh, stiff. Yeah. Both of them. Yes. Even both. though that they were separated. Yep. Interesting. And this is the 60s, so it's not exactly like, hey, I'm going to do this. Right. Okay. So that didn't work. They pulled them out of the boarding school. When they were reunited, uh, they cheered up, but soon were back to their weird ways. Mm-hmm. They started spending a lot of time in their room where they would write dark fictional stories, one of which June had published in 1982. I didn't do very well. Um, they also started playing with dolls, normal girl things. Mm-hmm. Um, However, they would create elaborate storylines and names for the dolls, including the specific date and method of death for each doll, which Mm. they kept in a notebook. Okay, that's that's a little far. My my cousin and I used to create elaborate stories for Barbies, our Barbies. Oh, hell yeah. Mine Um, always worked at Contempo Casuals. Oh, fucking course they did. Um, Okay, so you think that's great. Mine. Uh, You've met me. Mm, Yes. (laughs) So I had like three male Barbie dolls and a thousand lady Barbies. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the male Barbies was a beautiful black Barbie man. Mm. And we named him Arnold. Okay. However, I did not have male barbie clothes because he was like a a summertime ken and he was just in a bathing suit <laughs> he and was summertime arnold summertime arnold summertime, summertime um arnold. How, however my cousin who is 13 years older than i am i think nine sure nine because you're you're 13 years older than me fuck i don't know i think i don't know math it's words um so she Decided that, and this was, remember, this was a long time ago. We're like Harold and Maude. 
Kind of, but we're both mod. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, son of a bitch. Yeah, Please do but, go on. Um, so, Crossdressing Arnold was his name. Oh. And he, was that like the full name? Yeah, his name was Crossdressing Arnold. Okay. And he wore the ladies' clothes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we actually would go out and buy. There used to be a store in Seaside where there was one section where this lady would make like hand make Barbie clothes. Oh. Mm. Yep. And so we would buy those and you just he was beautiful. Okay. Uh he lived in a trailer with his wife Brenda. Oh. Who was it was actually the Brenda doll from 90210 because she was my favorite character <laughs> and that was his wife Brenda. <laughs> was she aware of his dressing habits? Yeah. Okay. Was she supportive? She loved of him course. anyway. Okay. They um they had triplets. You're so ahead of your time. I know. I was like five. They had triplets. Bianca, Kianka, oh. and Flianca. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. There's a reason they live in a trailer. And then they had <laughs> the they had twin babies, <laughs> Bogus and Triplet. Wait, what? Whoa. Whoa. They had what? They had twins. They were named Bogus and Triplet. Why would you name the twin Triplet after having triplets? Why would you name one Bogus? <laughs> Thank Bianca, Flianca, Bianca. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I'm, I'm yep. sorry. After so Nailed many it. children, you're and just then, running uh, out of so options. So here's the best part. Arnold ran a salon, and also he was a clothing designer, and he had models, but they were all lesbians. Wow. Because I had 400,000 lady Barbies. And then there was uh, the naked family, because I didn't have any boy Barbie clothes. So there was naked Tim and his wife, naked Tara. <laughs> And then this is too good. And then they had their kids, <laughs> Naked Tiffany and Naked Tangina. Tangina? Yeah, exactly. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> but they all had, uh, their hair was all teased. <laughs> and um, <laughs> they didn't even sleep under covers because it was against their religion. Uh, you're you're shitting me right now. I'm not. Oh, I'm really God. not. They're never nudes. Never nudes. For real. Uh, well, no, oh they were God. actually always nudes. They were always no, nudes. Opposite. opposite. Always nudes. And then one time, Arnold <laughs> and all of his models and the naked family and all of my Barbies took a trip. They took a ferry or a, they took a ship to Calcutta. <laughs> what in the fuck is ha- you, and you remember this shit. Why Clearly. wouldn't I? These are, wow. Yeah, this just like, they took a ship to Calcutta. They had the salon. They had a Why fashion Calcutta? show. I don't know. <laughs> that part, I, that wasn't me. That was my My Barbies just lived in an apartment in Los Angeles and worked at Contempo Casuals and oh, slept yeah. with each other's boyfriends. I, Mine real had quick, millions of stories. The one thing Barbies. I want to point out, yeah. the difference between, I guess, like your guys' childhood is yours as like a photographer and like a designer oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. like goes on like extravagant Hopping. trips. Yours works at a convenience store that sells clothes. That's not a Whatever. Store. Uh, cl- it's convenient How for clothes. Dare you? I had to Google it. I didn't Contem- know what it was. Contempo five minutes casuals ago. was the shit that was in the eighties and nineties. Uh, but, but yours yeah. just had day jobs. <laughs> no, that was those were my Barbies. I actually found a bag, like a giant plastic zippered bag for like was it cross-dressing sweater? arnold's clothes no it was actually all of my barbies like those like cross-dressing arnold naked tim <laughs> bless it but i found them and i actually gave them to my cousin 
for her birthday one year. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, so she still has she still has them. That is wonderful. Yeah. Wow. So fucking that's, tangent. It's a fucking insight to my childhood, and it explains a lot, I feel. So many things. Yeah, also, can I just throw out there that Naked Tame was actually Prince Adam, a.k.a. Beast from Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> and I just lost all of his clothes. <laughs> and that's why he became Naked Tim. Girl. Oh. <laughs> and they took a... a they did a boat. Steamer to, Cal- to yes. Calcutta yeah, uh, with their trailer and the reason <laughs> their trunks. Oh, yeah, and there was uh, one of the Barbies oh. was named Luann. We had to write their sure. names on the back. There was also Kendall and Erica and Dimitri from All My Children. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Did you also know that I watched a lot of soap operas as a child? Fucking sounds like Santa it. Santa Barbara. God damn. Did you? Oh, what was the one with the midget and the magic? Passions. Yes. That was later, and that was fucking amazing, and that needs to be on Netflix or Hulu or I don't care where. Please put that to somewhere. To the powers that be, bring back passions. Please. Anywho. Anywho. <clears throat> Let me, uh, yeah, so we're talking about the Silent Twins in case yeah, you forgot. Yeah, so Silent Twins. I did. <laughs> I did. We got off on a weird Barbie so. tangent. So... <laughs> They get reunited after uh, boarding school, uh, spending a lot of time in their room, dark fictional stories, dolls. They would create elaborate storylines, just like somebody else we know, and names for them, including the specific date and method of their death for each doll. Did you have that? Um, No. Then you are fucking slacking. All right. Which they kept in a notebook. Uh, They didn't eat with their family. Their parents would leave their meals on trays outside their door. During this time, the girls also began to exhibit a dark side to their relationship. More of a, a love-hate. Mm. Uh, sometimes inseparable, and at other times fighting violently. Oh. They would scratch, punch, and choke each other. June tried to kill Jennifer by drowning her. Hmm. And Jennifer tried to strangle June with a radio cord. Oh, boy. Yeah. <clears throat> Both girls kept diaries. Uh, Jennifer would write in hers. We've become fatal enemies in each other's eyes. We feel the irritating, deadly rays come out of our bodies, stinging each other's skin. I say to myself, can I get rid of my own shadow? Impossible or not possible? Without my shadow, would I die? Without my shadow, would I gain life? Be free or left to die? Without my shadow, which I identify with a face of misery, deception, and murder. Very dramatic. Okay, June would write in hers, she wants us to be equal. There is a murderous gleam in her eye. Dear Lord, I am scared of her. She is not normal. Someone is driving her insane. It is me. So these violent episodes would pass quickly, however, and then they would be besties again, speaking only to each other in their language. So around 17 years old, you know, teenage shit, so the twins started drinking, smoking weed, Except they also started committing some petty crimes, uh, shoplifting, burglary, then uh, took it up a notch and graduated to some more serious crimes. So in 1981, they burned down a tractor store to the tune of $200,000. Damn. Oh, boy. Right. Then they vandalized and tried to burn down a technical college. Damn. Right. So needless to say, this got them into quite a bit of shit. Uh, They were arrested and sent away at the age of 19 to a psychiatric facility in Berkshire, England called Broadmoor Hospital. 
Uh, this was a maximum security facility for the criminally insane. Mm. And it is also where things would get even weirder. Oh, boy. Because they always do, right? Yeah. Right. So uh, as soon as they arrived, they had the doctors completely stumped. No one had ever seen anything quite like this. Uh, they were completely unresponsive and lethargic and would go absolutely ape shit if anyone tried to separate them. Not long after they arrived, June would in, went into a catatonic state and tried to commit suicide. And Jennifer lashed out at a nurse in an animalistic rage. Uh, when they did try to communicate with staff, no one could understand them because they spoke gibberish. Yeah. They had never mm-hmm. bothered to really truly learn the English language. Uh, during their time in the hospital, there was a whole mess of weird shit going on with them. Uh, sometimes... Uh, they would take turn eatings. So eatings. <laughs> they would take turn eat. You know what I meant. They I would take turns eating. Uh, one of the twins would gorge herself, and the other wouldn't eat any food for periods at a time. And then they would switch it up. One would starve herself, and then the other would gorge herself. Um, they were put into separate cells in completely different areas. And when doctors or nurses would go into their cells, they would find them frozen into poses. Very strange, distinctive, bizarre ones that were exactly the same, even though they had zero contact. Yeah, they were in, like, com- separate rooms. They were in separate rooms in separate in, areas. In, like, different cell blocks and stuff yes, like that. Yes, and they would walk in, and they were literally in the exact same frozen pose. Just distorted. But it was not just a normal, like, doing the robot. Like, yeah. it was really distinctive, bizarre like shit. yoga. Right. Oh. It's no, no downward dog. <laughs> so, um... They also showed an uncanny ability to know what the other was doing or feeling at any given time. So this goes on for 12 years, during which time they be, they became convinced that they were never going to have a normal life unless one of them died. The girl's story had also caught the attention of a London Sunday Times reporter, Marjorie Wallace. She would interview the girls and read their writings. She said the girls felt they needed to sever their bond somehow, believing the only way to stop their strange behavior. Um, that that was the only way, so is to sever their bond. So now in 1993, uh, they were going to be transferred to a lower security facility called the Caswell Clinic in Bridgend, Wales. Jennifer approached Marjorie around that time and told her, I'm going to have to die. We've decided. So, yeah, yeah, that face you're making, right? So the day of the transfer on the drive to the new facility, Jennifer goes into a trance-like state. And not long after they got there, she crumples to the floor for no apparent reason. And despite all efforts to save her life, Jennifer Gibbons laid her head down in her sister's lap and died at the age of 31. Hmm. Right. Just died. Hmm. Um... June would later say that her sister's last words to her were, at long last, we're out. So now it was determined by the doctors that Jennifer had died of a sudden inflammation of the heart called acute myocarditis. But nobody could quite figure out how that happened since she was young and in good health. No history of heart issues and the toxicology reports found there was no drugs, alcohol, or any sort of poison in her system. Uh, June would say of her sister's death, I'm free at last, liberated, and at last Jennifer has given up her life for me. To this day, her death remains a mystery, and Marjorie Wallace had this to say about it. I've spent many years now wondering about the mystery of Jennifer's death. 
Now, I don't think there is really an explanation for that except Jennifer willing herself to die. After I learned about Jennifer's death, which was about two or three days later, I went down to visit June, and I found her surprisingly intact, really, and very prepared to talk. She spoke very clearly about the conflict between her terrible grief at losing the person closest in her life and the freedom that it gave her. Uh, In the days after her sister's death, June Gibbons began to show quite a change. She began to speak normally. Right? And um, she would speak with other people, having actual conversations. Uh, She would be released from her psychiatric care and go on to become a normal member of society. She pursued a writing career, but it never really took off. Her family, however, remained bitter over their incarceration, which... They were burning shit down. They needed to be incarcerated, and shit was weird. I'm sorry. Yeah, Yeah, I mean... Uh, They said that a scary and intense facility such as Broadmoor ruined their lives and led to Jennifer's death. So June now leads a uh, quiet life in Wales. And Jennifer is buried under a headstone inscribed with a poem that June wrote that says, We once were two, we two made one. We no more two, through life be one. Rest in peace. And that's the story of the Silent Twins. Hmm. Huh. Right. Um, I did watch an interview with her. Yeah, because she's still alive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they were born in the 60s. Yeah, no, she's alive. Yeah. Uh, she, her, uh, I saw an interview with her. The way she speaks is very, very odd the only way i can explain it it's not she's kind of hard to understand and it almost like when she speaks it's almost like she's trying really hard to do it does that make sense Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because i mean for so long they all they spoke was the gibberish yeah but she she can talk and it's, it's not the accent it's literally it's almost like the words are hard for her to form well it's pretty bizarre i'm i'm in i'm having trouble forming words right now (laughs) I I would imagine it would kind of like be speaking a second language. Right. And so them trying to speak to other people is that second language. Their first language was, was the theirs. twin communication. Yeah. Twin speak. Yeah. But it's can we can we focus on the fact that they were in like different cells in different blocks and no, just shit was weird. They were like contorted into yep. like weird positions, same positions. I think this is just one of those cases of that twin bond going so deep. And just being so fucking weird. I have a fun little side story. I like story. I like I like, I like side stories. <laughs> I love a side story. Tell me your story, producer Nick. So my <laughs> my story. My is, story. I'm sorry. Um, so I have a sister, an older sister. Um, she's four years older than me. Um, whenever she was born, she had a twin. Mm. Um, died in the womb. Mm. Um, she was born um, about three years and three months later my parents got frisky um, and then nine months after that I popped out got it I was supposed to have a twin oh no shit died in the womb I kid you not I will I will call up my mother on one of these podcasts and I will get her to back me up on this story Um, both of us um, were supposed to have twins both died in the womb I have a little brother he is not blood related though um I just wanted to mention him. He's a fat little redneck. I love him to death. Oh, <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what are you doing? 
I but was looking at pictures of the silent twins. Oh, okay. I was like, why? Are you, she's on her phone. I'm fascinating. You should listen to me. <laughs> I am. I just wanted to see pictures. And boy, howdy. Right? So I've always been very interested in like the twin thing because my sister and I, we fought like cats and dogs growing up, but as siblings do. Right. But my sister and I, we feel that we do have that that connection and we always tell each other Ooh. that you're the twin that we lost that's really interesting because like my sister and i are very very like not just like we every once in a while like well, i get it you guys are related like we we hand each other shit without even asking like, right. we we got that kind of connection it's very interesting um yeah it's that it's, it's that twin thing yeah and so that's one of those things that i've actually always been very intrigued in mm-hmm. um and not to surprise physicist you guys <laughs> i've always um I won't explain it. I won't dive into it. This isn't going to be a 15-minute rant. but About Drake quantum no, 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 theory no. Um, equations? So whenever you break down into string theory, it's basically two particles that can be at any given point in the universe that are actually connected. And whenever you... One could be over on this side of the universe and one could be, you know, 500 million light years away. But whenever you affect one, the other one will feel it instantly. It's like the butterfly effect. Kind of, but not. Um, right? It's nothing like that, but yeah. Um, but whenever you affect one, the other one instantly feels it, regardless of distance. And string theory is a very well-known scientific theory. Mm-hmm. And I believe that there is a potential that twins might be able to feel things on a certain level. Right. Based that well, they're, everything happens at a certain point. I mean, they are made out of the same... Yeah. genetic code yeah. i mean these, and so they clearly did i mean they knew exactly what the other was feeling they could be in the same weird ass position they're identical yeah but that's taking scientific theory and mixing it into paranormal and it's it's a weird ground so i won't mm-hmm. sit here and i won't say yeah that's definitely what happened but it's definitely something to look it's into i think it's shit. interesting yeah it's some weird twin shit <laughs> She so. knows my background of angry beavers. But no, that yeah. is definitely something that I've always kind of thought about. And so I'm kind of curious. Yeah. Twin shit's weird, man. Oh. So my friend that... just had twins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, God. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah. That's a story. Um, they are so cute. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, hi. Hey. What do you have? Well, this was actually suggested to me. Oh, very excited. Suggestions. Yeah. Suggestive suggestions. suggestions. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why. Sounds smexy. Smexy. I don't know why it's not something that occurred to me to do. Okay. Um, But I was very excited to look into it once it was brought up. I was like, yes, that's a fucking wonderful story. I like wonderful stories. Okay. Well. Yes, here we go. I think this is the first time I've done like a straight up, legit, full on haunting. Yeah, because Velisca was an axe murder. Correct. With a subsequent haunting. Yes. Here we go. Give it to me. Give it to me now. Give it to me, baby. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's exactly where I was going with like twin connection. <laughs> Clearly, we're twins. Yes. Clearly. Just like Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Get out of my brain. Because <laughs> I live, I can't, I live there. I live I in your know. brain. Uh, okay, before I start, and we're still talking about twins. 
Um, so you know that thing where it's like, what's your celebrity look alike? Mm-hmm. Mine came like the number one result that came back was Karen Gillan. That you look like? Yes. Okay. Uh, Isn't she, she like six feet tall redhead? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Accurate. So I was like, obviously, yes. <laughs> Clearly. So I'm just waiting for um, Hollywood to remake Twins so Karen Gillan and I can star in it. <laughs> I think that's fucking an amazing idea. Karen, if you're listening, and I know you are. She, she is. She totally is. Just like Steven Spielberg. She listens to our show. And Stephen King. Yeah. Drake. 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 Yeah. Obviously. Right? But yes. So he's going to be a guest and he's going to sing his Drake Equation song. Drake he was Asian. a guest on episode four. Yeah. Listen to it. <laughs> He's going to sing about Drake equations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Anyhow. Yes. So, June 1986, yes. Alan and Carmen Snedeker. Wait, what? God damn it. <laughs> you okay over there? <laughs> Snedeker? Snedeker. Okay. Uh, along with their four children and two nieces. Says Danielle Nomchev. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they packed up and moved from upstate New York, Bulgarian, <laughs> to be near uh, Yukon Hospital for their oldest son, Philip's uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma treatments. Uh, the rental house located at Goose is freaking out over there. She knows what's up. She knows what's coming. Mm-hmm. The rental house located at 208 Meridian Avenue in Southington, Connecticut, was spacious near the hospital and cheap. What seemed like a wonderful new start to a very sad chapter in their lives quickly turned into a nightmare. It's better known as the haunting in Connecticut. Motherfucker. Hey. We know her as Carmen Reed. Carmen, yeah. So I've heard of this story. Yeah. What? No. <laughs> it's good. Carmen. Uh so uh so real quick side note. Uh we were at Phenom, was it year two, one? Mm-mm. It was the last phenom. Three? Because that's when the thing. The third time we were there, yes. Yep. So there was a violent hauntings panel, which Carmen was a part of. She was. And it was it a was. panel of people who had lived through violent hauntings. Yep. It was so we, it was Carmen from Haunting in Connecticut. You had Chris Chris Cortino from Amityville. No, he wasn't there. He wasn't there? No, I've never met him. Oh no. He's never that was a different event. You're right. It was Carmen, um, Jason and, was talking about Andrea Amityville and Roger Perrin from, yeah, from Conjuring. Conjuring, and I always forget who the last person was. But there was one more person. I want to say it may have been Chris Dedman. It was Chris Dedman, I think. Um, anyway, so she was there, and uh, shit got real, real weird during that's, that panel. But that's another podcast. That's another, that's another episode. So that that was a fucking. We can talk weird. all about that, but yeah. we're yeah. not going to. Anyway, so that is just a tie-in to the yes. violent hauntings panel that we were at. So yeah. Carmen, go. Uh, so, homeowner Daryl Kern had been doing some res- renovations because, of course, mm-hmm. uh, leaving the Snedekers unable to explore the basement before they moved in. Uh, once they were getting settled, always check your fucking basement. Right. There was like, just don't buy a house with the basement. Well, oh, I'm rude. fine with a house with a basement, but mm. you better yeah. be sure I'm going to check it first. And if I go down there and my wrist starts twirling, I'm out. Creepy shit, hauntings. Uh, John Wayne Gacy, like, there's, uh, uh, he wasn't a haunting, but still, like, uh, there's so many reasons not to have a basement. Just don't get one. End of story. Done. Uh, I like a spooky right. basement. I mm-hmm. do, too. Keep um, going. So, yeah. 
they were getting settled into the house. They were renting it because, again, it was close to the hospital where their son was receiving treatment for Hodgkin's mm-hmm. lymphoma. Mm-hmm. Um, so Carmen decided to move the materials that were blocking the staircase um, that went to the basement. And when they were able to get down there, uh, that's when they discovered mortuary tools and fixtures, uh, including scalpels, hooks, needles, arterial tubes, gurneys, a hoisting apparatus for coffins, and a blood drainage pit. What did I just say? <laughs> I would be I actually would be super so stoked. fucking stoked if that was I'd be excited. <laughs> Both of y'all are fucking crazy. And I guarantee there's a few <laughs> listeners that's like... No, I'd live in that house. Fuck yeah. you too. No, like straight <laughs> up. I so that's like my dream. You guys um, are some silent twins, crazy ass mm-hmm. motherfuckers over but here. But here's the thing: like we also, this is this is what we do. We, yeah. we you we, know what I do? I wear khakis. I worry about like a four hundred k one or four hundred one k one day. Like I'm worried about retirement. You guys are over here. Like let's have some fucking hooks and needles. Fuck both y'all. Mm-mm. You don't have to come over. That's fine. Thanks. No, I'm scared shitless sometimes. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, We're good. But so they researched it and found out that the house that was built in the early 1900s had been converted in 1930 into the Hallahan Funeral Home. Uh, according to Carmen, they'd never been informed that the house had once been a funeral home. But if you ask the former owner or the upstairs neighbor, uh, they'd been made fully aware before they rented it. I don't know, so... He said, she said. Right? um, Carmen also happened across a couple of post-mortem photos, meaning photos of... Memento Mori. Dead people. Um, Toe and head tags. Can I have them? Right. And various personal items that belonged to the deceased. And let's also not forget the small graveyard out back. No, let's not forget that. Right? I mean, Mm. God forbid... Uh, according to the family, the haunting began not long after Philip and his younger brother Bradley started sleeping in the basement because um, it was the biggest room for two boys. And uh, yeah, see, but yeah, I know. Um, so they started sleeping in the basement, and it turned out that the room that they were in in the basement was formerly the casket display room. I just, you know, I, I, I would. <laughs> Here's the thing. Find this house. Super cool. Fine. Doesn't mean I want to sleep down in the basement. Real cool that your basement used to be a mortuary. Rad. But I don't want to sleep in the basement on a regular. Like, Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And here's why. Well, uh, yeah. I can think of a lot of fucking reasons why. Yep. So, Bradley, in an interview, uh said that lights would flicker on and off while he was alone in the basement even though the fixtures had no bulbs. What? Exactly. They had no bulbs because Al, the dad, uh, became super frustrated with the high cost of the electric bill because everyone insisted on sleeping with the lights on. Weird! Mm. (laughs) So... (laughs) uh, When the lights were off, Bradley also reported seeing the silhouette of a tall figure in the corner. Other members of the family reported seeing similar apparitions, one of which was very thin with very high cheekbones, long black hair, and pitch black eyes. Nope. Okay, you think that's bad? Yep. Another one had white hair and eyes 
wore a pinstripe tuxedo. Um, That's really fucking specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, his arms were crossed like he was in a coffin, and his feet were constantly in motion. And he had one... There was also another one uh, that had a very big smile that on each side touched his eyes, and he was very short. Mm-mm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, one incident included Carmen was mopping the basement and the mop water turned dark blood red mm-hmm. and it smelled like rotten flesh. Nope. Uh, she thought she was crazy. She thought she was going to ruin the floor, which. Would yeah, not that's have what you're been, worried about. Well, that would not have <laughs> been my first worry. Uh, yeah, if my mop water is turning to blood, there's there's something going well, this on. This is just yeah. going to ruin the hardwood. Right. Uh, there were temperature fluctuations in most of the rooms of the house. Jesus, take the wheel. Oh, drive fast. <sighs> Strange sounds. Uh, another time she reported that she had set the dinner table. And when she went to get the food to bring it out to the table, the dishes were gone. And they had just like mysteriously disappeared, and they appeared back in the cupboards. So here's, I, I want that. I want yeah. to have that experience. I yeah. have had. I mean, we've had Numerous. multiple weird ass shit happen. Like, but I want the chair stacking. I want to walk into a room and see a bunch of chairs stacked on each other. Yeah. I want to walk into a room and have all the cabinets open and all the dishes put back away. I yes. want that. Yeah, I want to experience that. Same. Okay. Um, That's why we're best friends. Exactly. Uh, Bradley recalled another event where he was spun around on an old gurney by an unseen force. And he had to say about that, my brother actually had me lay down on the gurney in the morgue and didn't tell me what it was. Rude. That's (laughs) fucked up. Older siblings. He said, it did freak me out real bad, but I didn't want to run because of my older brother. You know, I had to look tough around my older brother. It was pretty creepy and it scared me pretty bad. Uh, While scary but seemingly innocuous, the events did soon turn violent. Uh, Carmen had her niece Tammy stay with them at one point while her parents were going through a divorce. Carmen reported an incident where the shower curtain wrapped around her face, nearly suffocating her, before Tammy came in and pulled it off. Damn. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, they noticed that after Philip moved into the basement that he had changed, uh, he became withdrawn and violent. He Mm. started wearing leather and took up a sudden interest in demonology. Uh, he reportedly broke into a neighbor's house and also told his mother that he wanted a gun in order to kill his stepfather, Alan. Hmm. Uh, that's yeah. that's some Butch DeFeo shit. He sure is. Very upfront. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Initially, they thought that the changes and uh, like terrifying visions that Philip was having, mm-hmm. uh, they thought that it may be related to the cobalt treatments that he was receiving for his cancer. Uh, but Carmen asked the oncologist about the possibility of side effects like that and was told that there was no chance of him having hallucinations or delusions with the medication he was on. Uh, at one point, he violently attacked his cousin Tammy and was taken to a mental institution for 45 days. Damn. Uh, it was there that he was diagnosed with schizophrenia after mentioning the spirits in the house communicating with him. Uh, what year is this? Um, 86. Mm, yeah. No, it's like mid to late 80s. Um, he wasn't schizophrenic. 
was also reported that there were numerous and repeated violent sexual assaults. Whoa, wait, what, where? This is a huge jump. By the spirits? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, no. So Tammy reported being fondled by an unseen entity while in bed, and both Tammy and Carmen state that they had been sexually assaulted by the entities. Um, Alan also alleged that he had been attacked and sodomized by what he believed to be demons. Holy fuck. Mm-hmm. That, that, <laughs> that took a turn. Yeah. All parties stated that they would no wake up. Mm-hmm. No butt stuff. Hashtag. No butt stuff. Fun fact. Real oh, quick. Side wow. note. This is going to take no, no, a no, no, no. What? Really, really quick fun fact. No. Sodomy. <laughs> no. Is categorized nope. as either butt stuff or mouth stuff. But or sodomy does not always mean in the butt. It can mean in the mouth. I don't want this. Well. <laughs> that's what you that's what you get. I would like to be excluded from this narrative. I I I learned that. Uh, Where? Uh, Dan Cummings Time Suck podcast no i will i will plug his real quick but that's where i learned it for a second i was gonna be i, I thought he was gonna say oh my time in chino my, you yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> there i was penis in the butt and i was like i wonder if this only goes here and come to find out it's in the mouth too <laughs> weird right <laughs> this is what you get whenever i'm three beers deep her face her face but uh, okay. that's that's so, heinous so sodomized by demons that is horrifying <laughs> Which is a great album name. It's like a T is very, very it's like not a into 1980s it. Anthrax album. Oh my god! Yes, I'm gonna Something have to like ask that. you to leave this Caucasian home one and f- once. You're gonna start grabbing your and wine, and you're like, more. "Be gone, producer Nick!" Exercise the demon. Okay. Anywho, hey. I'm learning something about demons. You're learning something about sodomy. I don't want it. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. That, um, and that was the dad that said that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, Whoa. So they all, all three of them, reported that they would wake up terrified and were frozen in place before being violated. So, like, they would wake up absolutely terrified. Yeah, that's a whole nother episode. That's a whole. I was just, yeah. Yeah, you know, you, you're you're in my head. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you. Yep. Nope. Mm-hmm. Been there, done that. Sleep so paralysis goes into whole, shadow people, and I um, don't fucks with shadow we'll people. Oh, honey, I've seen shadow people wide awake. You can mm-hmm. fuck yourself. <laughs> I mean, paranormal mm-hmm. investigators again. No. This is a whole nother episode. Yeah, whole other episode. Uh, Do go on. So at this point, the Snedekers called in the big guns. Oh. John Zaffis and Ed and Lorraine Warren. I love John Zaffis so much. I miss you, Ziggity. I love him so much. I do too. Uh, I've always had the biggest crush on Papa John. I love him to death. I Wait. know you do. Don't. Just... The pizza guy? Fuck off. <laughs> no, what? who are we talking John about? John Zaffis. He had a. <laughs> oh. His name is John Zaffis. He's the nephew of Ed and Lorraine Warren, and he <sighs> had a show called The Haunted Collector. Okay, this makes more sense. And I thought you were really why? into Papa John's. He's, he's, no, he's just got this. He's got this accent, and he's just. Well, so does Papa John. <laughs> I've already asked you four times to leave this Caucasian home. I'm not going to ask I'm you again. Sorry, I don't. You think I want to be like this? Do you think this is what I go for? I think yes. you do. 
Oh, um, shit. Anyway. I didn't know. Okay. God bless it. John Zaffis. So God love him. They moved in for nine weeks to investigate these claims uh, and concluded that the house was possessed. Uh, they also believed that the employees of the funeral home had been guilty of necrophilia. Whoa. Mm. Which is what led to the evil presences in the home. That claim has never been officially confirmed. You can't substantiate there's that. No, there's no way. There's no way to... But. but here's the thing. Even without the necrophilia, it was a funeral home. It was a mortuary. So many bodies passed in and out of there. I don't think you need the necrophilia no. to have that psychic imprint. No, and it didn't have to have anything to do with the living, because if it was a funeral home, you had all types of people coming in. All kinds. Mm-hmm. Good, bad. I mean, all kinds. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Uh, so following the investigation, the Warrens launched a media campaign that eventually led to the Snedeker story being featured in the best-selling novel In a Dark Place by Ray Garten. They initially denied any book deals being in progress. Hmm. The Warrens. Uh, They allegedly performed an exorcism of the house along with the Catholic Church, which has been called into question for years. Uh, There have also been many skeptics of the case. Uh, Atlas Obscura, I was looking into it. They brought up some really interesting facts, including, and this is a quote, the oldest son, who besides having a drug habit was diagnosed with schizophrenia and admitted to some of the vileness going on in the Snedeker household. In addition, during the entire time the pandemonium was in full swing, the upstairs neighbor lived without incident because they did have an upstairs renter. So did the son, mm-hmm. he was tr- he was cured of his cancer. It went into remission, but he did pass away uh, in 2006 something rest in peace so then he was actually he really was diagnosed schizophrenic but he was diagnosed schizophrenic based on the claims yes that he was saying from the house yes no other reason yes okay suspect from what i read but yes um so the entire time the pandemonium was in full swing the upstairs neighbor lived without incident most damning is the testimony of the author hired to write the original book for the warrens and snedeker's Ray Garten. Garten eventually went on to record that not only was he given conflicting stories from the Snedekers, he was given directions to ignore those conflicts and sensationalize the story. Uh, Later on, it was revealed that there was even an explanation for the sexual touching that Carmen's niece had felt from an unseen hand. Uh, Philip was actually caught fondling his cousins while they slept. Mm. Stephen, as he's called in Garten's book, was taken away by the police that afternoon. He was questioned, at which time he confessed that he'd been fondling the girls while they slept at night and that he'd attempted unsuccessfully to have sex with his 12-year-old cousin. Oh. And that's the character in the book. Mm. Okay. But... So did uh, that really happen then? That's the thing. That's what they say, but also Ray Garten says that he was told to sensationalize the story. Yeah, I'm sorry, but why would you drag a name through the mud for a story like that, though? Money. Money. I know, but still. So that's... Okay. It's like, okay, well, this is what Ray Garten is saying, but also he just said that he was told to lie. Wow. So there's that. Hmm. Um, So later he was taken to the juvenile detention center where a psychiatrist diagnosed him as schizophrenic. 
Uh, and then Garten himself shared some of his doubts, stating that, I found the accounts of the individual Snedekers didn't quite mesh. They couldn't keep their story straight. I went to Ed with this problem. Oh, they're crazy, he said. You've got some of the story. Just use what works and make the rest up. Just make it up and make it scary. So that's what Ed, that's what Ed Warren told. We're going to get some hate Ray mail. I'm just quoting. Right? Nope. I get it. I am not on either side. I am just quoting. We are Switzerland. Mm. So Alan and Carmen appeared on numerous talk shows following the book deal uh, with claims that they stood to receive one third of the profits from the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they would, um, on the shows, publicly claim to have been sodomized and raped by demons. Uh, Here's the... Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, and just just keep in mind that Ed and Lorraine Warren were and are yes, very Catholic. They are. So demons... But that's that's the thing, though. So, so many people, when it comes to a violent haunting... Mm-hmm. They want to throw the word demon out. They yeah. want everything's a fucking demon. Just because it is a dark, evil, vile entity does not make it demonic. Yeah. And that's also another thing. Demon in and of itself is not technically the Judeo-Christian definition of the word demon. Right. There are thousands, hundreds of thousands of different kinds of demons. Right. And correct. not all of them are evil. Yes. It's just a word for like a non-earthly right. being. But to the Catholics. To the Catholics, demons are straight up from hell. All of them. They're bad. They're all evil. The end. So when they say demons, right. they mean like they were devout Catholics. So. Goblin-y looking, pointy right. ears, pointy tail. Demon. Mm. But that's not necessarily the case no no so there's that but uh their neighbor kathy altmus who lived across the street at the time of the incidents began to keep a journal of events related to the goings-on at meridian avenue oh and this is the neighbor that lived across the street across the street okay i like to think of her as gladys kravitz gladys kravitz yeah why in the good goddamn hell are you keeping a journal because weird neighbors. shit's going on. That's well, why. Yeah, but good lord, I'm not going to watch my neighbors and journal everything they do. If they That's did some insane. weird fucked up shit, I might. <laughs> That's crazy. It depends on how crazy they are. Gladys Kravitz. Well, I mean, if... if right? If they're up to some weird shit, I'm going to be like, oh. <laughs> so she said, I discovered that there were usually things going on in the neighborhood that explained the things they put in the newspaper. Uh, the journal... Um, has her written records with news clippings arranged chronologically. That's crazy. Fair. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll, yeah, no, that's fucking yeah. weird. So the results. Um, so I guess one instance, uh, the television program, A Current Affair, which I remember, uh, oh, mentioned too. That was mm-hmm. a good one. It mentioned the sound of clanking chains in the house, mm, uh, which they say was from basic. the coffin lift in the basement. Okay. Uh, Miss Altmus's journal shows that the noise most likely was from a truck that had passed by, making the sound like it was dragging a chain. Um, other events also had credible explanations. Uh, some attributed to various passers-by mentioned in the journal as pulling pranks on the haunted house. Um, the Snedekers were served with an eviction by their landlords for failing to pay their rent. 
uh, one of the landlords was asked in an interview, or she asked in an interview, if the ghosts are really there, then why did the Snedeker stay there for over two years, and why are they staying there now? Are they looking for publicity or profit or what? Fair, uh, fair. I mean, because yeah. they, they were there from 86 to 88. Oh, you know, maybe they couldn't afford to go somewhere else. Maybe they had nowhere right? else to go. I feel that. Uh, Susan Trotta Smith, who was the current owner at the time of the film's premiere in 2009, uh, told NBC Connecticut that she'd been living in the home for 10 years and witnessed nothing out of the ordinary. Our house is wonderful. This is all Hollywood foolishness. These stories are ludicrous. Okay. Is what she said. Uh, so some of the authors or co-authors of the Warrens books um, have reportedly since admitted that Ed Warren, who died in 2006, told them to make up incidents and details to create scary stories. Okay. Ray Garten, the award-winning horror author uh, who wrote the book about the haunting in Connecticut, which the movie's based on, uh, has effectively, like, washed his hands of it. Uh, he said... He's glad it went out of print and added that the family involved, which was going through some serious problems like alcoholism and drug addiction, could not keep their story straight, straight, their story straight, (laughs) and I became frustrated. It's hard writing a nonfiction book when all the people involved are telling you different stories. Huh. That is a haunting in Connecticut. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So if any of you... Yes. wonderful friends listeners have anything to add to that feel free to send Please us an email because this is this is an interesting right? topic it's very it's and it's always with the warrens the warrens here's that hot yep. button yep and it is it is a hot shit. it's a hot button it, in the paranormal community oh, because 100%. people are team warren or they're not yep you know it, it's just you either i guess there's some middle i mean yeah i am not on either side like, i've I, never met lorraine no. warren especially not ed warren no um i hear she's a lovely woman though we know yeah. lots of people who have met her absolutely um and not to discredit anything no. but it's just there's there's some very i think there's just some really really hot topics when it comes to the warrens oh absolutely and something like this yeah is, and it's is why exactly and it's also because of their religious convictions that so many people are like you're full of garbage and that isn't necessarily true no i agree and that i mean could it skew sure like because yes well here's the thing i mean like i said before though if you have a horrible nasty vile fucking entity yeah you're going to label it what you know. And if you're a Catholic, you're going to label it a demon. Exactly. Yeah. I would just call it a horrible, nasty, vile fucking entity. Yeah. It's just a dark Or a dark entity. entity. Yes. Exactly. But being religious, being Catholic. Right. And, and the word demon has such a specific exactly. that connotation to so many people. Catholic or not. Exactly. You say demon and that's right. Like fire and brimstone. Yep. It's a is, easy blanket statement. It is. Yeah. It's a very easy and blanket statement, especially people, when you're talking about something. Yeah, and most people don't dark and violent because it's been used in that sense for so long. Unfortunately, most people, too much. Yeah, and also let's not. There's also demon. It's D A E M O N, right? Just all of the entities and non-human 
spirits, beings, right. what have you. Yeah. And there, there's plenty of non-human entities. Yeah. There's plenty of entities that were never human. And then there's entities that used to be human and have not, not been. been because they haven't reincarnated for so long mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that they just... I mean, no lose that that humanity that they had, or, yeah. or, or that they sense just turn that made into them. They turn into a thing, a thing, yeah. And that's like I wish it was easier to say demon, right? Without people automatically assuming that's what was implied, yeah. but but that's organized religion for you, right? Exactly. Well, it, it has completely turned that word exactly. into something else. Exactly. And that's it's, like I, and it's, that's it's, why I brought up the whole Judeo-Christian right. meaning of the word because that's what has been used like that description has been used for so long right. that that's what people recognize when you hear the word. Organized right. religion has definitely dragged the name demon. I I don't know the true background of the word demon mm-hmm. but well, i will say nobody that, really does but that's the thing is i can i i do understand that yeah organized religion has used that word that name and dragged it through the mud but i mean mm-hmm. also you got to give credit as far as you know hollywood yeah they've never once been like and this is a happy demon it's never been like that um they haven't the closest they got no. was a little fat dude in hercules <laughs> I'll think about it and get back right. to you. But I mean, there there is such a thing. I mean, exactly. All, not all demons are evil. No. Yeah. There's one. I can't remember his name at the moment, but he is an owl. Mm, yeah, you posted something I about did. him recently, and like, he's like essentially the librarian demon. Yeah. Right. Like he's. Well, demon is. It's my. It's my telephone. Rude. I know. Um, but yeah. So, and that's another thing that will have to be an episode on its own. About the Warrens. I was get out of my brain, woman. Never. We the share, whole time. You we are, are the silent twins. We are the silent we're twins. Not at all silent. We're not never. No. But the whole time you're telling the yeah. story in my head, I'm like, we have got to do an entire oh, show about oh, yeah. just the Warrens 100%. and their investigations, and not even just their investigations. Just uh, the controversy, because exactly. like I said, you're either Team Warren or you're not. And there's so many people. Um, but you know, unfortunately when you say, you know, this author saying, mm-hmm. Ed is telling me to go ahead and take what I've got, sensationalize and make up the rest. Yeah. You, there's, it's no wonder why some people are like, fuck them. They made up yeah. so much shit and, you know, and then you have the other team that is, they are pioneers and they are the saints and the, and the founders of the paranormal movement. And here's the thing. I don't think either side is wrong. Well, look at you. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I I don't disagree with yeah, you. And it's for another day, but I it's for like two other days. Yeah, no, we definitely <laughs> need to do an entire show, literally oh. just on the Warren oh, topic 100%. because it, this, this could go on forever. Oh, it really could. But I have my own personal experiences related to one of the cases that I can't call bullshit on at least that story. And I will never let anyone speak ill of John Zappis because he is a saint. Saint Ziggity. Saint Ziggity. He parties like no other. He really oh, fuck, He tears up a dance floor. He sure does. He's God bless him. Cutting all the rugs. Those rugs never stood a chance. Never. God love him. Uh, Harlem Shake. <laughs> oh God, I remember that. Oh, so shit. good. That was at Phenom. It I was. am so ridiculously lost. Yeah, yeah, paranormal stuff. But okay, okay. The gotcha. real reason we're here, <laughs> exactly. But 
Um, yes. So that yeah. is that will be because you know the one I'm talking about. I know exactly that's what you're talking one, about. That's the one where you have your hands off because oh, I would never mine. touch it. It's your story exactly. Uh, so it's it's that. But I have to get in touch with a couple other people, right? And get some like I I know it, but I want to have it in their words. No, fair. I get so, it. I get it. But I I can't call bullshit on that one yeah, because no. I, I know better here's I, yeah no there's there's some I mean I, but that's why we're here and that's why we're doing exactly. this there's we've seen some shit oh boy we know some shit mm-hmm. <laughs> and and there's shit we want to learn and yeah. and there's and and do and absolutely at the end of the day truth is always fucking weirder than fiction 100% always. I mean, I could sit here and, and tell all you lovely people some things I have seen with my eyeballs, and you'll never believe me. Or you might, but you're, th- there might be that, that little thing in the back of your head that's like, oh, God, did she really? That, that can't be. But it is, because truth is always going to be weirder. Yeah. I truly... Especially when it comes to the paranormal. I truly do look forward to the day that you guys actually bring me on one of these paranormal things. Because, once again, like... People out there in podcast world can't see me right now, but I'm I'm a six foot one, two hundred and twenty on a good day. <laughs> I used to be a bouncer. I'm a huge metalhead. Like I may sound happy, but I have resting bitch face. But that's because I don't have a glasses prescription. <laughs> I don't think you have resting bitch face. Yeah, it's because I'm always smiling around you guys. Yeah, um, it's because I'm giggly. But like I I'm I'm a I'm a very I'm a manly man. Like I build bridges and I I work through mountains. Like that's what I do. I tunnel things. But straight, yes, um, straight up, like I want to go out on like one of these like paranormal things with you guys, yeah. Because like, if you guys want to see me like curl up in the fetal position, like that's the fucking closest way. And that's way. fair. But here's yeah. the thing: with any paranormal investigation, you can't guarantee it could be boring as hell. That 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 is a absolutely possibility. nothing happen. But also, like, you just put me in a dark room with like a crickety chair, and I'm just I, I I'm fucking I'm like that chair's shady. Like you that. Don't put me There's in that. There's a Nick-sized hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Nick-shaped hole. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that that's definitely going to have to be an episode unto itself because oh, it's, absolutely. Such a, it's such a, I, I think, hot topic. I mean, there, really there's so is. many directions it can go and there's Ooh. so many variables. Oh, I had an idea. I like ideas. Mm. Genius juice. Yes. So, okay, here we go. I feel like we should do that episode but only as a kind of reward so if you guys go write reviews if we get let's see what day is it to monday so if we get a mm, lowball it i'll say Go on. What are you? What are you doing? Go on. Okay. I was gonna say <laughs> if we get like what twenty? Sure, twenty reviews by Friday. That's week. Yeah, we can do that. Well, people can do that. Please do yeah. that. Well, do it anyway. But twenty reviews by Friday on the on the iTunes. Uh, then we'll we'll do a special episode. Yeah. 
all on the Warrens. That's great. Yeah. I think that's a fantastic idea. Thank you. I dig it. I yeah. like this idea. I mean, so we wouldn't do it anyway. We'll do, yeah, but, but if you want to hear it, <laughs> yeah. we'll just do it with each other in a bar and you won't get to hear it. Me. 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 Nick's going to learn all the things about the Warrens. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, please, if you're listening on iTunes, rate us. Give us all the stars you think we deserve, which we all know is five. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, leave reviews. Subscribe. Subscribe. Because the more of you that, that show us that love, the further up on the iTunes charts we go. And, yeah. And, and the farther up on the charts we go, the more likely it is that we'll be able to come and do this in person in your city that would be fantastic doing right? live podcasts yes. would be super fun yeah, yeah I especially know. with audience like engagement yeah. exactly yeah. super fun so because and if, we we also want to hear your stories yeah if you've got any creepy stories or if you have anything to add to the stories that please we've told do. you today please do send us an email what's email, our email uh ghost and hose at gmail.com Boom. can also message us on the Instagram or the Facebook with your stories, whatever's easiest for you. And Z has been a sweet angel and working <laughs> on the Instagram, and she's going to be posting photos pertaining to all the stories you've heard here yep. tonight. All those stories. <laughs> um, I've got personal photos to share. She's learned how to make <laughs> memes. I gifts. Did. Memes. What is, what is the thing that you've made? Gifts. Gifts. Yeah. Those Gif, are... Gif. Yeah, this it's not my it's not my arena. I know, but bless it. There's a good one. You can put that one of of me dancing. Oh, the dancing. Good, oh yeah, that was the pork loin night. That was the pork loin night. We made a, we grilled a pork loin and <laughs> and I don't know if you if y'all ever grilled a pork tenderloin, but sometimes when you know well not sometimes every time they you know when you cook them they kind of shrink up. Well, this one kind of shrunk into the literal shape of a dick. It did. It had a head and everything, and it, it was hilarious. It did. It was so fucking funny. It's just a big old dick for dinner. It and there's was. a video. There is a video. There is. Uh, a I think video. it's on your Facebook. I have it to this. Day but then I did the tenderloin dick dance, and she turned it into a gif. I did. So that will it's be my. It's real good. It's it's real good. My favorite thing is Dips. that I will forever have the audio clip of "It's a big old dick for dinner," <laughs> yeah. which is about to be your fucking text tone, <laughs> bitchin'. Just a big old dick. Fine, fine. So I'm into it. Funny side note. I have a client, bless her heart, and I hope no. she doesn't get upset for me. I'm not naming names, but I have a client, and she um, has this rental house here in town, North Portland, and um, she had this this short-term renter um, that was working for one of the big, you know, Nike, Intel, mm-hmm. whatever it was. Yeah. It was going to be, because she was a contract worker, and um, she sort of really, truly up and vanished, moved out in a day. Ooh. Boom, done gone bye right so my client goes in to clean out the house and she's cleaning out the freezer oh no and she is telling me the story and she calls the police because there is a looks like it's an animal penis in the freezer huh well yeah she thought that maybe well this 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 person moved out in a day, just fucking vanished. But leaves right? a penis. And, but left everything. Food in the fridge, everything. So she's cleaning out the fridge. And oh, she I thought thinks, it was just an empty fridge plus penis. No, no. She's cleaning okay. out the fridge because this person had moved out. And so she is... God damn it. Goose. Goose. We're making a podcast Producer here. Producer Goose is on the loose. Being loud and shit. 
<laughs> she was trying to ask me something from across the room, and I, I misheard her. Um, oh. I'm going to go put her in the kennel with the dogs. <laughs> they would actually <laughs> really love that. Anywho, my client is cleaning out this fridge, and she calls the police because she thinks that there's this mutilated animal dick in the freezer. <laughs> Turns out it was a fucking pork tenderloin. <laughs> <laughs> But it wasn't in its original, like, wrap. Like, maybe she'd gotten a double from Costco or something, and she had wrapped it in saran wrap and just stuck it in the freezer, but it froze into the shape of a dick. Huh. So she thought that this tenant had this mutilated animal penis in her freezer. It's so Why fun. is that? Is that police-worthy, though? Like, reg- if it was a dick. I don't know. Like, Either. She showed me a photo of it. It was hilarious. I thought you were going, like, a different angle, angle like, like Dahmer. No, it was a pork tenderloin. Yeah. But it ties into the well, big it, old dick for dinner. <laughs> By the way, it was delicious. It was great. I grill well. I you do. I'm a good cook. Same. But yeah, I, I grill tenderloins well. I have the ability to turn everything we say into like a trap song, and I'm... I really just want to, the, the amount of times that you've just said, like, animal dick and dick for dinner. Well, I'm dicks, a song. Dicks, dicks, right? dicks, I'm a song dinner. to myself dicks, tonight. Dick for dinner. Dicks, dicks, dicks. For dinner. It's <laughs> our new theme song. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. So, um, yeah, if you, if you got anything to add to our stories, if you have your own stories, send us your emails, rate, review, subscribe. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, all the stuff and things. Um, If you have a story you would like us to cover, shit, send it. Do all the things. Send us your shit. The haunting in Connecticut was. Somebody asked me to do it. Yeah. So there you go. And what was it? The uh, we were looking for. If we get twenty, twenty reviews on. and what what was the special that we, we would do? We will do a special Warren edition yes. of the show. And okay. we could actually do, so we can do the episode special Warren edition, but if we get 20, we can um, take questions. Like we can put up a Facebook Live or yeah, Instagram Live. Yeah, I think a Q&A would be fun. Yeah, and do, do oh, some that would questions. Be interesting. A Q&A would be fun, and then yeah. you know, people can ask us about said weird shit that we've seen and done. And, and yeah. like I said, truth is always stranger than fiction. So. It would be fantastic. We could have Goose in the background actually as checking the... As long as she the... shuts the fuck up. God damn. <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> Honey, I'm fucking with you. Is it revenge She's of the curled up into here? a chair making the cutest face ever. She's I love so you. She's so cute. Uh, <laughs> Pro- producer Goose is my sister, by the way, so well, I can I can say that to her. Sissy bug Goose. Yeah. Sissy bug Goose. I'm just That's what you're going to be in my phone now. Okay. That's Sarah Thizzle face. Sarah Thizzle face. That's me. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yes, no, in my phone right now, you're Sissy Bug Molly. Yeah, well, that's what she's in my phone is Sissy Bug. Mm-hmm. No, I changed her to Molly Malls because I kept texting our other sister because I had Sissy Bug and Sissy Bug 2, and then <laughs> I kept texting the other sister. So Which, now she's just Molly Malls when she got her new phone number. She needs to get her ass out here, too. Fair. She's got to Tampa. Tampa's dumb. All right. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> We're going off on a weird tangent. So. Again. Shocking. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, do all the stuff and things. We love you guys. Thank yes. you so much for listening. Until Thank next you. time. Hexes and hoes, y'all. Mwah. Bye. Bye.